0: As salamu alaikum to lies John Fontaine. Just before we begin the podcast, please make sure you click subscribe and also set your notifications. Please support on the Patreon account. Jazakallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi Welcome to the Young Smokes podcast. It's me, Uh John Fontaine. I'm joined by Sheikh Yahya. Assalamu alaikum, Sheikh. Assalamu alaikum wa We share the same name. Uh Aha. You
1: know, John John Yahya, Yahya? of course. Did you know
0: that? Of course I did. (laughs) You know, it's technically uh, It's more correct to say Hanan is John. Is it? Because the Hebrew name for John is Hanan, uh-huh. and and but Yahya is the name that Allah gave Gives. Yahya. صحيح. Well, Allah describes Yahya as Hanan. <laughs> Hanan, so, uh, Allah. So, Allah, Allah. Allah. So, yeah. Mashallah. Well, yeah, Alhamdulillah, I love your name, MashaAllah Yahya. The reason I don't adopt the Arabic version of John uh-huh. is because English people can't say it. They can't the name say it. I struggled with that. that my Yahya. whole life.
1: Yeah. Throughout school, yeah. that was one of my biggest struggles. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I first, I came, I came to the UK when I was about five years old from Denmark, right? So I started my like year one So of course I'm learning English because I don't know English So I used to have an assistant teacher She was taking me out, out of class to learn English So she would show me pictures of certain images And she would say, for instance, this is a cucumber And I have to repeat after her, pronounce mm. it like it and so on And then eventually she said to me, what's your name? And I said, Yahya Rabi And then she said, no, 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 no Your name is Yahya Rabi <laughs> you have to pronounce it like that <laughs> So, so throughout school yeah. so People call me Yahya People call me Yahya People call me Yahya People can say Yahya
0: It's difficult for the English tongue Of course of But subhanAllah course. your English mashallah, mm. Is very nice and clear mm. I like your accent Very clear uh-huh. Very clear dialects is that, I mean, that
1: was due to that teacher. She, yeah, she taught me English. You know, like Quran. You know, yeah, when they teach Tajweed yeah, yeah. and yeah. how to pronounce things clearly. That's so how I was taught English. Okay.
0: So you know, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. It's and a thank to you be. for accepting the invitation. Dizakallah. Dizakallah. And it's a um, to be. you know, it's a pleasure to meet you. And you know, I love people of Quran. People who are you know memorizers of Quran. And I've been speaking to some of the youth uh, recently kind of trying to get to know what's going on, you know, because that was changing a lot, you know, people who were known 20 years ago, the youth don't know these people mm. anymore, the sheikhs or the duwats. Yeah. And so I was just kind of asking some of the youth, you know, maybe 18 to 23 year olds, like, who do you listen to? You know, what, what inspired you to, like, start practicing Islam? What inspired you to be, you know, at a young age interested in Islam? And I was really happy to hear that they didn't mention Hyde Park, they didn't mention the debaters, which I'm really happy about They're mentioning people like yourself, uh, Sheikh Jamal, uh, you know, people who are, who are reciting Quran And I was just really happy to hear that from the youth, you know, youngsters interested in Islam Because of the Quran, because of, you know, what Islam has to offer You know, and, and I, I was really really happy of that because online you get this kind of perception that they're just interested in debates and this and fitner and, mm. but it really it isn't the case you know we have a good especially in the uk and especially london you know a good uh, amount of youth interested in studying the dean yeah I so i wanted to know a bit about yourself uh-huh. and you, you know you said you was you you came from denmark to the uk yeah. at a young age so tell us a bit about yourself and Boy.
1: First of all, the, the point that you made is that these young people, they are attracted to Islam due to the, the those who recite the Qur'an and so on. It's the power of the Qur'an. It's nothing that any yes. of us do, SubhanAllah. Mm-hmm. And that proves again and again and again that this Qur'an, even when we don't understand it, even when we don't know what it means, it still pierces the hearts. It completely transforms people's lives from one life to a completely different one, SubhanAllah. Inshallah. So that's Kalamullah, the speech of Allah Azza wa Jal. So, but uh, you asked about me, there's not really much interesting about me I'm very boring I came to the UK when I was about 5 years old uh, My family moved over there from Denmark And uh, alhamdulillah, yani, uh, I came from a practicing household Where yani, learning deen and learning Quran and so on was, uh, was extremely important So from a young age I was taken to madrasa to learn Quran, and the Quran to study the deen of Allah Azza wa but at that stage it was never serious Meaning that I didn't have any idea why I was learning this It was just mm. a matter of my parents are taking me there, <laughs> I just have to do it <inaudible> 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 Alhamdulillah. And then when I got to around the age of 10 I asked myself I was sitting in all my classes and the teacher was explaining something in Arabic on the board And I thought to myself, if only I understood what he was writing in Arabic and I could comprehend it and that would be the ultimate goal I've achieved it. So that motivated me to learn Arabic and, and seek uh, knowledge a bit. So, Alhamdulillah, there was an institute I started in my area and we started to memorize the Quran. I started again memorizing the Quran with Tajweed this time. Uh, I started learning Arabic and with other Islamic sciences and I did it because this time I loved it. Allah so, Ta'ala, and he placed that love in my heart for it. Yani, yes. Imam Ahmad mm-hmm. asked, Why did you seek this knowledge? Right. And then he said, Hubbi ba ilayya fa Allah made it to me, so I yes. sought it. So it's a similar kind of thing. SubhanAllah, mm-hmm. I, when I look back at it now, at the age of 11, I used to wake up extremely early on a weekend. And I would travel about an hour to go to a class. No one is forcing me to go. Inshallah. So uh, that was I and mean, how it started. You know, it's
0: interesting because you know people might look at brothers like yourself and think, "Oh, they born with a silver spoon," in, yeah. meaning you know, born yeah. with good parents, learning Quran. Yeah. But there was a stage in your life where you chose it for yourself. Of course. You know, there's one thing of putting children through the madrasa. Yeah. But you know, you said the age of ten, eleven years old. Yeah. There was just something that yeah. you know you made that decision because. We know many people with good parents mm-hmm. Who they've been through the madrasa system But they've not gone that way mm. But sometime later in their life 15, 16, 20, 30, 40 years old They, they find that you know, like Everyone has to find Allah oh, Even if you're born into a Muslim family you know, I, I, As you know I'm a convert But yeah. everyone has to find Allah yeah. you know? and that's, that's very, not,
1: true. That's very, true. That's very and true. true And that's why it's essential I believe that the student, the young person yeah. Has to have that desire to learn He has to be driven And that's why over the last few years I've been teaching at an institute, the Badr Academy Where we teach Arabic and Islamic sciences One of the conditions for us to accept a student Is that he is the one who's driven, determined to learn He's not being pushed by parents When we we interview them If we feel like he's being pressured and pushed by his parents to learn And he doesn't want to learn We tell them, you know, you don't have to do this You can go home, come back when you're ready why? Wow. Because he won't learn, like, he won't like, like, learn yeah. like that Rather he might dislike this mm. due to being forced And we don't want people disliking the right. Deen of Allah And the Quran and the speech of Allah and so it's on Because you're forcing the person yeah. to, to, to do it Especially when they're adults, 15, 16 yeah.
0: you know? That must change the whole kind of structure of the schooling, right? Of course Everyone of course. wants to be there Everyone's there yeah.
1: because they want to be there So mm. the whole environment is just a positive, beautiful environment so To the extent that some of the students they come there just for the environment. <laughs> they say, I you sure, know, the yeah. Saturday, yeah. it's I look forward to the Saturday because it's my it's my way out of my life and all the stress that I, my work and all I the sure. stuff I'm doing the week. Saturday I get to relax. I see other brothers, people who are, you know, like me, who are like-minded, who want to learn, who are starting to study Dean, etc. It's it's a beautiful environment. I myself as a teacher, one of my favourite days of the week was the Saturday. Because I would be teaching from 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. to nine pm. I'll only have one hour break, classes back to back, sometimes I would forget to eat But it was so enjoyable
0: mashallah, Because mashallah. the
1: environment, all the brothers and students and so on
0: So, so you speak about your students, um, what type of backgrounds are they from? I mean they're very different uh, type, yeah. uh, levels of practising, newly practising, different levels of knowledge yeah. You know, what, what type of... So the students, Alhamdulillah, <laughs> the students. it's
1: very diverse hmm. Meaning that in terms of ethnicities, all different ethnicities and then on top of that, you have different age groups. You have people who are in maybe their teens, late teens. You have people in their 20s, those who are in their 30s, even those who are in their 40s, right? You have students who are at different stages of practicing, those who are fairly new, those who are perhaps you can say intermediate, who have been practicing for a period of time, and those perhaps who you could say they're quite advanced and you know they they are... Now, trying to be more studious and more students' of knowledge, right? That high level. You have all those types, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. And to be honest, to see students go through that, uh, those stages is one of the perhaps most beautiful things to see, right? When you see a student progressing and blossoming, perhaps, right? Yes. And it's due to their efforts. You know, after Allah Azza wa Jal, then their efforts that they're putting in and, you know, their hard work and their determination mm. And also because of the love that they have for their learning Inshallah. Some of them, subhanAllah, I know certain students They struggled so much learning, learning was hard for them mm. Right? But despite all that they persevered
2: Inshallah. And
1: they got so far to the extent that they became teachers Allah. They never gave up Inshallah. right? And myself personally, if I, a lot of people may think that uh, I got to the little that I got to, due to finding it easy. I found it extremely difficult when I was learning at the beginning. Memorizing the Qur'an was hard for me, especially in the beginning stage. Extremely difficult. I struggled so much. And uh, what do you call it? When I even finished my memorization, my memorization of the Qur'an, I then, uh, and, I, and when I graduated from the Institute, our teachers they what they did was that they forced us that we had to learn how to teach so we had to go through one year and a half of teacher training mm. so we would we started off um, assisting the teachers in their classes with the students and then after a few months they would hand the class over to us and they would observe us and they would give us feedback and you know all the comments that we required in order to um, to pr- to improve ourselves and then Uh, After a year they would hand the class over to us and we would teach and if we ever needed assistance We would ask them right so that was an extremely uncomfortable scenario for me Because I was not used to speaking in front of people or even addressing people. I was extremely shy So I found it really difficult It was one stage was learning which was difficult And then I got to another stage which was now you have to teach which is also as difficult perhaps even more difficult Because a lot of pressures on you you have to deliver this knowledge in the best yeah. manner, and try to convey it in a way that all these different minds can comprehend it. It's a big I mean. task, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So hands, and you have to keep trying, keep trying yeah. until the person understands, and so on. Yeah. And be very forbearing and patient and understanding, and you can differentiate between okay. different students and all that stuff. So, Alhamdulillah, that was a different stage, which was extremely, I think, beneficial, because what it helped, what it did was it's. Helps you learn first of all, you the knowledge that you learnt, you solidify it by teaching it. As the ulama they will say, mm-hmm. the more you give out knowledge, mm-hmm. it increases, and the more you hold it back, it decreases. It's and then on top of that, you learn how to interact with different personalities, people mm-hmm. with different uh, what do you call it, backgrounds, different ways of thinking, and so on. So you, de- you develop uh, better people skills. Sure. Like, And You know what comes to mind is that all the prophets and messengers Allah made them shepherds Yes, and the reason why they're all shepherds is because in order to be a prophet you require a lot of forbearance patience Be able to differentiate between people uh, Be aware of those who are weak and those who are you know quite strong Know all of that you have to be merciful compassionate uh, emotionally intelligent yeah. Being a shepherd teaches you all of that. SubhanAllah. Right? Subhanallah. So then if you are a shepherd, you definitely need an ummah. Mm. Right? So perhaps what our teachers were doing is they were making us mini shepherds <laughs> yeah. by putting us in classes. Yeah. And so that we can practice what we uh, learned and also to with their guidance.
2: Yes. You know, and that's
1: very important that you always have your teachers that you refer back yeah. to. And you seek guidance from them, mm-hmm. and you seek assistance from them, and you consult them with the, with these matters that are important, that are going to affect others, especially.
0: No. So know no. You know, it's I find it amazing when I, when I meet, uh, you know, I, I see such a strong uh, culture mm. of, of youngsters studying in the West. Yeah. You know, you you don't expect like such a you know the, the, these pockets of light around London and Birmingham and Manchester mm-hmm. and uh, you know Netherlands and the mm-hmm. America people. Yeah. Studying the Dean in, in mm. such very difficult environments. Yeah, you know, it's not easy to live in London it's I mean, you know, you, you said you went there since you was, you've been there since you were five mm. But it's a very difficult city to live in of course, yeah. it has a lot of challenges, yeah. you know I'm sure you've had uh, you know come across many of these challenges with some of your students and some of your community, you know uh, people having doubts about the Dean people Uh, doing sins, people Mm. joining gangs, all these type of things. And amongst it, you've got groups of people studying the Dean, you know. So I wanted to ask you a bit about your community and and, uh, how you are when, you know, do do people seek your counsel with these? Mm. you know, maybe uh, I'm guessing you have a lot of parents contacting you about their children, Mm. seeking support, some of the challenges that they're facing. Mm. And maybe uh, you can give us some guidance on, you know, how you advise uh, living in the West and, 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 and navigating through these challenges?
1: Of course there are people who are so much better than me who can give mm-hmm. a better answer than myself with the little experience that I have. Uh, and what's happened is in the West, what tends to happen is that you get put in a position that you perhaps uh, didn't seek. And what I mean by that is because mm-hmm. of all these challenges that we face, and people, their needs are many Uh, they end up going to, as any person that they see that has a bit of religiosity that's apparent on them they seek assistance from them so perhaps they are the people because they assume good of us and um, and, uh, they come to people like myself and those who are of course a lot better and they seek assistance and counsel with this stuff so there's different types. I tend to deal a lot of, ty- a lot of the time with young people, that's, uh, because naturally being a teacher and the, the students, when you build a relationship with students, what tends to happen is that the students, they will um, open up and perhaps uh, seek counsel from you and, and so on. That's, uh, and, it, and a teacher should be someone who's like that, because a teacher should not be one who just comes to the classroom, teaches, and that's it. He has no relationship with the student. After that, rather well, the ulama of the past, the scholars of the past, they were those who did mulazima to their mashaykh meaning they stuck mm. with them. They learned from them just by observing them, mm. by being with them, by seeing how they were with their families, by learning all these things. Why? Because Deen, religion, is a comprehensive thing. It's not only something that's mm. in the masjid or in the classroom. Rather, it's all of life. Islam mm. it governs every aspect of our life. So by observing this scholar or this sheikh, what you learn is how to implement that religion in your daily life mm. by being in his presence. And that's why a lot of the ulema they would say that we learned from the silence of our teachers Super. more than when they spoke. Super. Right. It mm. wasn't a matter of always narrating a hadith and so on, even though that's extremely important. But also when they're silent and just by their action, what they do, they learn so much. Because the ulama of the past they had just like they have changed the narrations in Ahadith and and ijazat and, and Asanid in Quran, they also had it in character. Imam Muhammadullah, it is said that he had, he was the most similar to his teacher in character. And, mm. his teacher his teacher in character. Mm. and his teacher was the most similar to his teacher in character. And his teacher was the most similar to his teacher in character, and his teacher was the most similar to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud عنه, in character and Abdullah Mas'ud was similar to the Messenger in character. They had a chain back to the Messenger Ali, وسلم, in character. Just like they had knowledge.
2: Yeah. To
1: the extent that Imam Ahmad ibn Muhammad, it was said that thousands of people would attend his classes. Perhaps over a quarter would just be sitting there, not taking any notes, observing his character, just learning from it. That's all they were there for. Yeah. So a teacher needs to, be, to try to imitate yeah. these scholars of the past. Starting with the greatest of the scholars, Muhammad والسلام, and those who followed his example Because the students automatically, they go to imitate you mm. in everything that you do And that's why you have to be extremely cautious I remember our Mashayikh, they say to us that once you are someone who has the responsibility Allah has given him the responsibility of benefiting others and perhaps educating others When it comes to their deen You have a huge task at hand Meaning that Any mistake that you make In the public eye Others are observing you And they're going to imitate you in that And they're going to take that evil Perhaps from you Yes. So you have to be extremely cautious Now one may say But isn't that a form of hypocrisy That you are being very careful In, in, uh, in the public eye But perhaps at home you are not careful like It doesn't mean that at home That you're you reckless mm. And that when you're in public mm. That you're careful It means that at all times You are like that But when you're right. in public You're even more careful yes. Because people's, people are observing you And they may interpret things That are okay To be wrong mm. right? And that's why the ulama of the past And this is something that Islam It encourages highly Is to have something known as Muru'ah mm. And muru'ah is something that's become Quite unknown nowadays in a nutshell, it is that you have this great character That stops you from doing things that people deem to be shameful Not haram, mm. yeah, shameful yeah. You stay away from it mm. right? The ulama of the past will not go anywhere near it Why? Because what it does is it degrades you And if it degrades you as an individual It degrades the knowledge that you possess yes. And then you are damaging the knowledge that you possess So Imam, Imam Malik, he was Imam of Medina, Dar Hijrah and so on. Great scholar. Imam Malik Ali he was in Medina teaching people. The Khalifa of the time was Harun Rashid. Harun Rashid, he had his sons, he wanted Imam Malik to teach his sons. Mm-hmm. So he sent, he's in Baghdad, Iraq. Mm-hmm. And uh, Imam Malik in Medina mm-hmm. he sent a letter to Imam Malik saying to him, Yeah Imam, I want you to come to Baghdad mm-hmm. to teach my sons. Okay. Mm. That letter got to Imam Malik, this is the Khalifa said, the letter, right? Imam Malik read the letter And then after he read the letter, he wrote a letter back to the Khalifa Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Min Malik ibn Anas, ila Harun Rashid He said, Al-Illmu yu'ta wa la yati. as alaykum Knowledge, you come to it, it does not come to you as alaikum. Why did he respond like that to the Khalifa? If it was anyone else, mm. they perhaps would say, The Khalifa is calling me, I have to go, mm. right? The most powerful man in the Islamic State mm. Imam Manik, he responded like that because knowledge is above him. I'm never going to degree knowledge for any individual. Right? And because they had that, يعني, they venerated that knowledge mm-hmm. so much, Allah Ta'ala, He uplifted that, يعني, He yes. uh, raised them, elevated them with that it's knowledge. Perfect. And on top of that, Hanur Rashid, He came to Mecca, He came to Medina, sorry. Perfect. And He came to, with His sons to Medina, and He came to Meshin Nabawi. When He came to Meshin Nabawi, He saw a long queue. Waiting to ask Imam Ali questions right? Right. So he thinks I'm the Khalifa, he skipped the queue He came to the front, Imam Ali told him, hey, you're like everyone else There's no, this person has a high status and low so status when well, so it comes to so knowledge so Go to the back of the queue, wait so like everyone else right? So the personal knowledge is a person that, the knowledge is evident in everything he does His yeah. speech, his actions and so on, especially his character And also the Messenger, alayhi salatu salam, the They were those who were affected so much by his character Amr ibn Aas, عنه, he embraced Islam just before Fath Makkah, right? just before the conquest of Makkah, which is towards the end of the life of the Prophet. <laughs> he didn't spend many years on the Prophet. Amr ibn Aas, when he embraced Islam, the Prophet, والسلام, he made him the leader of one of the armies. Who is in that army? Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali, these great virtuous Sahaba. <laughs> so when he made him the general, Amr ibn thought the Prophet, والسلام, he prefers me over them. He loves me more than them. So what did he do? He went to the Prophet and he directly asked him, Allah, who who's the most beloved person to you? He thought he was going to be the yeah. first one. So the Prophet said Aisha. He said, Nalla, Ya Allah." From the men, he thinks he's gonna say him. He said, her father, Abu Bakr. Who's next? Ummah. Who's next? Uthman. And he kept going up to Ama Rasul Rasulullah. Stop. But just the fact that Amr asked that yeah, question, yeah. it showed that the Messenger made him feel like he was the most beloved person to him yeah. And that's how he made everyone feel That is the example we have of a teacher yeah. right? To the extent that Amr asked, he also says that if you were to ask me how the, Describe how the Prophet, وسلم, he looks, his face and so on I would not be able to do so They said, yeah. why? Because when I would be sitting with him, I would not that's be sure. able to look at him for a long time, I would look down because of the awe mm. that he had. Mm-hmm. That's the teacher, the, how the teacher is to with the students. Mm-hmm. The teacher is one who is concerned about the affairs of his student, like the Messenger yes. was. Mm-hmm. He saw one day a Sahabi sitting in the masjid. Abu Umama, his name was. And it was not a time of salah. The masjid empty, he's the only one sitting there. And he looked very distressed. So the Prophet came to him, sat with him, and said, Ya yeah, Abu Uwama. Why is it that you are sitting here in the masjid in the not time of salah? He said, Ya Rasulullah, I've been overwhelmed with debt and anxiety and depression and sadness and sorrow. So the Prophet ﷺ, he sat with him and he comforted him, right? And he consoled him. And then after that, he said to him, Ya Aba Umama. This is the teacher, how the teacher is. I will teach you something. If you say it, Allah will pay off your debt mm. and Allah will get rid of your distress and your anxiety and your grief and so on. So he said, yeah, what is it, Ya Rasulullah? So the Messenger alayhi sallallahu alayhi sallallahu alayhi taught him to say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min alhammi wal-hazin wal-ajzi wal-kasar wal-bukhli wal-jubun wa-ghanabati al-dain wa-qarrijal. He will say this dua every morning, the Messenger alayhi. He told him, say it every day every morning. That, I I I ask Allah, oh Allah, I ask you to I seek refuge in you from al-hamm. Al-hamm, it is anxiety. Wal-hazan, which is depression and grief. Wal-ajzi, being incapable. Wal-kasal, and laziness. والبخل and cowardice, والجبان أنكودس وغلبة الدين being overwhelmed by debt and وقهر الرجال being overpowered by other men. he taught him this dua, but what did he do before he comforted him? so as, as a teacher, right? emotionally he was present mm-hmm. and at the same time he taught him what he needed. he gave him a solution. Abu Umama left. he implemented that. he came back to the messenger Ali sallallahu happy. His mm-hmm. face had changed He said, Ya Allah, I give you that tidings. Allah mm-hmm. Allahu Tadaraku ta'ala, paid off my debt And all of my worries and my anxiety and so on, all gone That's how he was as a teacher So mm-hmm. the teachers now, they have mm-hmm. that example Because the yeah. Messenger was the best of teachers He would teach even those who were extremely ignorant Who didn't know how to approach a teacher mm-hmm. Because certain teachers may think If the student does not know how to approach me Or they may be rude I'm not going to teach them mm. The Messenger, والسلام, he was approached by Bedouins Who were extremely ignorant Who did not know the customs or no. social norms So they would come And the first thing they would do is they would say Ya Muhammad Addressing the teacher by his name, rude mm. The Messenger, والسلام, it was prohibited to address him by his name he would, Ya Rasulullah, Ya Nabi Allah, Ya Abu qasim So they would say Ya Muhammad, Akhrul come out to us They would demand him to come out to his house, private times Right? Yeah. He would open the door smiling because he knows they, know, they don't know better. Allah says, yunaduna la Those who are calling upon you, O Muhammad, from behind your homes, most of them they don't comprehend. They don't know. They don't understand. So the what they're doing is, Allah excuses them. Then Allah says, annahum If they were patient, Until you came out to them, That would be better for them. Then Allah says, rahim." Allah forgiving forgave them. I Allah forgave them. Because they don't know better. So the Messenger alayhi salatu salam. He is dealing with them based on because they did not know better, he is teaching them. A bedroom will come and strangle the messenger Ali behind and, said, and say to him, Give me the wealth from the treasury. Mm. And the Prophet Ali will smile at him and say, Give him what he's asking for. right? Why? Because if he's giving what he's ask, asking for, then he will listen to what the messenger Ali has, has to say. A bedroom will come in and urinate in the corner of the messenger. The Sahaba rushing to beat him up and stop him. He told him, to Leave him, let him finish. Mercy, and then after he finished, he called him. He told the Sahaba, pour water over it, so that it's clean. And he told him, this is the house of Allah. It's a place of worship, glorifying Allah, exalting Allah. Not to do acts like this. And then he made, he said, Allahumma Muhammad, wa la He said, Oh Allah, have mercy upon me and have mercy upon Muhammad Ali, Salatu Salam, and then don't have mercy upon anyone else with us. Why did he say that? Because he's intended the Sahaba who were about to beat him up. Yeah. He, doesn't Allah, he doesn't want Allah to have mercy upon them. So the Prophet so, so. Salam, said to him, you, you, you've made something vast, very narrow, the mercy of mm. Allah is vast So he said, okay, have mercy for them too right? sure. That's the best of teachers yeah. Even those who were, I mean, nowadays perhaps people will consider people who are lower status than you The Messenger salatu salam, he made them feel like they had the highest status in sight so. And he taught them, treated them like that And he may, he did not only make them feel like that he believed they were like that. And that's how the teacher is. The teacher, he instills yeah. self-esteem yeah. and confidence in the student. The Sahaba were those who conquered the world with the Quran, the knowledge of the Messenger taught them. No. Why? Because the Messenger he instilled this in them through what Allah has revealed the Qur'an and his Sunnah and His character. That's how the teachers meant to be.
0: SubhanAllah, great advice to teachers, mashallah mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when we look at the, 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 the best teacher, you know, the Prophet. No these uh-huh. these examples you give and of course i've not i've heard some of them before yeah. not heard others or yeah. well, even the ones you've heard before yeah. every time you every hear, time has, like you know it's time. just a reminder of the, you know the prophet sallallahu you alaihi know, and we have the, the greatest prophet the greatest leader you know and, and what what we can do to be to 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 kind of inherit that leadership you know yes. through through the the scholars through the through the knowledge of the quran mm. you know yeah. it's a subhanAllah, it's a beautiful beautiful point. Absolutely. You know I wanted to ask you um, about um, Kind of your perspective and and vision for for dawah um, In the West mm. in London, what do you have in mind? What do you see in the next 20 years? Mm. Um, I, I, I know a lot of your dawah is focused on the Muslims Mm-hmm. Um, um do you do do you do da'wah to non-Muslims as well? Um, you know, and what what kind of your vision is for for dawah in in, in the UK? Tell me,
2: uh,
1: that's a mashallah, very big question. And uh, <laughs> the thing is when it comes to da'wah, da'wah in Allah according to Allah it's something that every single one of us, especially living in the West, should make an effort in engaging in Because that is perhaps the only excuse we have being there, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're not engaging in that, we have no reason to be there, right? <laughs> SubhanAllah So, uh, of course, Yaadi Let's
0: put, We'll repeat that one, <laughs> I like that
1: <laughs> and Of course Inshallah. It's true So we need to be engaging in that, you know, trying to serve the da'wah to the best of our ability Every single one of us, Allah wa ta'ala, has granted a talent Has granted some ability, strengths if every single one of us used his strength to serve the Deen of Allah Allah would completely transform our state as Muslims. Because Allah said in the Quran, يَا O you who believe, if you aid Allah, if you assist Allah, how do you aid and assist Allah? If you grant victory to Allah, how do you do that? By serving the Deen of Allah, by obeying Allah, staying away from the prohibitions of Allah. Serving the Deen of Allah, calling to the Deen of Allah, protecting the Deen of Allah from those who are trying to attack it and so on. All of that is granting victory to Allah. Hmm. What is the outcome? Yansurkum Allah who grant you victory, Allah will aid you, Allah who assist you. And not only that, He will make you firm, He will make your feet firm, meaning steadfast as well. All of that, it comes to serving the Deen of Allah. If we as Muslims who live in the West, want to safeguard our own religion, because we are also exposed to all the fitna there, it is through serving the deen of Allah Allah grants you steadfastness, Allah protects you, Allah will be with you, Allah will aid you, Allah will assist you and protect you and grant you all of goodness. So that's the first matter. Secondly, that It divides into different categories, of course, and there's different types of da'wah When it comes to those that you're addressing And the one who's calling to Allah, he has to be one When he's calling to Allah, he has to fulfill certain conditions in order to da'wah And this is something perhaps, it's it's overlooked sometimes when it's in the West That we take that step to da'wah, but we don't come with the conditions of da'wah for our da'wah to be effective Mm. Number one, it is that we have sincerity Because that was an act of worship Every act of worship, it requires sincerity Or oh, Allah will not accept it Rather, it won't have barakah The more sincerity you have, the more barakah the da'wah have. The more sincerity you have Allah will grant your da'wah of tuffkhair But the less sincerity you
2: have
1: then this, What you are doing is going to be the evidence against your malqiham, not for you You are just Increasing and piling up the evidence against you need, Allah protects from need us.
0: To Make it clear as well that when you said You know with the sincerity Allah yeah. granted it khair, yeah. doesn't It doesn't necessarily it's not mean famous or It doesn't mean numbers or followers or, 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 followers no, or no likes no, no. or views It doesn't views. mean that, it's it not doesn't that. that. <laughs> You know, da'wah, yeah. and That's
1: what people they yeah. think that that will be successful in da'wah, it yeah. is that you become famous so or right. that you have followers yes. Or that you know your, your you know your videos or whatever you produce your mm. books or whatever it reaches everywhere La, no, it's mm. not about that. Your Man prophets will come mm. with not a single follower mm. Some prophets will come with only one follower. So Some right. prophets will come with a little bit of people No, a few people only followed him. Does that mean that they had they lack sincerity? Does that mean that 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 didn't have barakah? Does that mean that they weren't successful? Rather, they were successful. But these outcomes are in the hands of Allah Even our messenger alayhi was told, la Allah You don't guide those who you love, O Muhammad Ali It is Allah who guides whoever wishes. Wa huwa bil and Allah is the most knowing of those what might be guided okay
0: why you're on this this ayah yeah because this is the actual ayah I use for my introduction to my podcast yeah so maybe you can uh, uh, recite this for me and maybe I can use it as an outro Inshallah.
2: إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبَتَ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشَاءَ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْتَدِينَ
1: Allah Azza revealed this ayah regarding Abu Talib to uncle the messenger alayhi who the Prophet he really wanted him to embrace Islam even the last moments he was saying to him, am cool, a Utter a statement, say, La ilaha illallah, and I will defend you, your mal qiyamah, if you say this. Yeah. On the other hand, Abu Jahl is saying to him, Are you going to abandon the religion of your father, Abdul Muttalib? And he kept going back and forth, back and forth, until he said, I choose the religion, Abdul Muttalib died upon that. The extremely the messenger, Allah revealed this ayah. To first console the Messenger والسلام, and also teach them the reality That guidance is in the hands of Allah yes. And that's why people, they misunderstand That the Messenger, والسلام, he's a guide, he guides right? But his guidance is different from the guidance of Allah Hidayah وطبع. is two types Hidayah al-Irshad wa dalala And Hidayah al-Tawfiq Allah says in Surah Al-Shura Wa-innaka la-thahdi ila and you guide to the straight path of Muhammad Salam, And he says in this ayah that we just recited, you do not guide those who you love of Muhammad yes. One may think, oh, these two ayahs are contradicting each other. No, there's no contradiction. The guidance that is mentioned in this ayah and the other ayah are two different types of guidance. As for the ayah that says that you guide to the straight path of Muhammad Salam, It means that you show the people this path, you make it clear to them, and the guidance is referred to in the other ayah, it is that Allah he instills that guidance in the hearts. Only Allah does that. Yes. And the Messenger الصلاة, he shows us the path, he yes. makes it clear to us, he makes all the, the evidence is clear to us. But whether we accept it or not, that's from Allah wa Tabarak, Allah instills it in the heart.
0: So you know this this ayah really it was comforting for myself as well. Mm. You know, we, you know you have family members, friends yeah, from before Islam. And you know you try to give da'wah and sometimes you think, oh, you know, what are the magic words? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's the what's the what's the what's the special thing I need? You know, mm-hmm. and it's not like that. You know, like you, know, you said, you present the evidences and show them the path. But really, at the end of the day, it's up to Allah, <laughs> and you shouldn't despair. You mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, you know the guidance is from Allah, mm-hmm. and they, and you have to leave it at that. One hundred. Subhanallah, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very important ayah to know as well. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're involved in dawah. One you know, hundred. Because. Um, Understanding it's Allah who puts that guidance yeah, in, into yeah, the heart Exactly And that's why when you understand these
1: matters Allah mm. will help you be more sincere in what you're doing mm. Right Because now you understand that the results They're not up to you mm. You do what you can in the best manner
0: mm.
1: With sincerity And you keep going without despairing as you said And you don't give up You mm. keep trying, you keep trying Why? Because you are doing this to please Allah. And when you're doing something to please Allah Ta'ala, you're not gonna stop pleasing Allah Azza, you're gonna keep doing it regardless of the results that you get. Right? Because you didn't do it for the results, even though we want results and we want goodness for the people and we do our best for them to accept it and so on. But at the same time, if that does not doesn't happen, you don't despair, you keep going. So that helps you attain us. Sincerity which is extremely difficult and it's something that we constantly need to ask ourselves and rectify our intentions and question ourselves You know, why am I really doing this? Yeah. That's the first matter that one requires Secondly, for our da'wah to be one that is correct da'wah, we must have knowledge yeah. Because if we don't have knowledge or we don't possess knowledge of what we're calling to Right, then we are going to mislead people yeah. Does that mean that one has to be a scholar to call out to Allah? It doesn't mean that Because the Messenger said بَلِّغُوا عَنِّي Convey from me even if it's one verse So that means that That one verse that you know well, convey it If you don't know well, don't convey it Only convey, convey that which you know well <laughs> right? And this hadith, this hadith the Messenger the said بَلِّغُوا It is taklif, it is a command Right, convey. And then, عني, from me, it is tashrif, is is honour. You're conveying from the Messenger, علي. you're being honoured. Even if it's a verse, it is takhfif. The burden has been lightened for you to make da'wah easy for you. Right. right? So, every single Muslim is able to do that. Mm-hmm. We all know at least al Fatiha.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? If one ayah of Fatiha you're called to it, that's tawheed according to mm-hmm. you. According to Allah. Yeah. If we did that, we are du'at in Allah according to Allah. Knowledge, but of course, as a da'iyah, you shouldn't be uh, happy and satisfied with a little bit of knowledge. You should be one if you're calling to Allah, you should seek knowledge and you should still be learning and excelling in knowledge so that you are calling people in the right manner.
2: Mm.
1: Thirdly, as one who's calling to Allah, you require patience and wisdom. As for patience, if you do not possess patience, then you will not be able to call to allah azzawtik correctly because, patience is <laughs> It is to restrain the soul within what it dislikes i.e. to restrain the soul from that which it desires that goes against what allah has ordained to attain the pleasure of allah, that is patience hmm. so you're restraining yourself if you don't have that restraint for the sake of allah ta'ala then you are perhaps going to do more wrong than good.
2: Yeah.
1: And sometimes we do that wrong under the guise of deen. Yeah. But patience, it is that you do it in the right manner after knowing knowledge. And then what comes with patience is wisdom. Yeah. And wisdom, the ulama they say mm. it is to place everything in the right place. Yeah. And Ibn al-Qaim, he goes further and he says it is to do the right thing at the right time, in the right place, in the right method. That is wisdom. And Allah Ta'ala refers to wisdom in the Qur'an in numerous places. And each time he means something different. And these ayah are telling us that if you possess these matters, you will be a person who is wise. Mm-hmm. Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah grants wisdom whoever he wishes. And then Allah says, is granted wisdom, he's granted a lot of goodness. Wisdom, hey, Abdullah ibn masud and the Sahaba, they say, it is knowing the Qur'an. Not in knowing the Qur'an, knowing the meaning of the Qur'an. The more you know the Qur'an and you understand the Qur'an, the more wise you'll be. That's what it means. Secondly, Allah says another ayah in Surah Al-Ahzab. وَاذْكُرْنَ مَا يُطْلَى فِي بُيُوتِكُنَّ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ وَالْحِكْمَةِ Inna اللَّهَ كَانَ لَطِيفًا خَبِيرًا Allah says to the wives of the Prophet ﷺ, remember, O oh wives of the Prophet ﷺ, that which is being recited in your homes from the verses of Allah, the Qur'an. Well, hikmah and wisdom. Hikmah is the sunnah of the Prophet. So the more you know the Sunnah of the Prophet and his seerah, the more wise you'll be because the Prophet was the wise of the wisest human being. Right? Mm-hmm. So you will know how to deal with people mm-hmm. in the right manner. Wisdom. That is the third matter. So patience and wisdom. Lastly, the fourth matter. That you require to have as one who's calling to Allah, جل, it is that you know the circumstance of those you're calling to. That you're yeah. calling to Allah. Yeah. You need to know their situation. You need to be able to relate to them. You need to be able to understand them. If you're not like that, you won't be able to do, be effective in your da'wah. Why? Because Allah says in the Quran, له, that we have not sent a messenger except with the tongue, i.e., the language of his people. To clarify to them To call to Allah Language, what does it necessitate? It doesn't mean that I can only speak the same language as them Language, mm. it entails culture Knowing the norms and the customs And you're able to relate to these people That's what language entails So all these prophets Were those who were sent by Allah to their people Knowing how to relate to these people To call to Allah The one who's calling to Allah Has to be one who's able to do that If you fulfill these conditions You'll be one Inshallah Jalla. Who can go to Allah Azza wa Jalla effectively And insha'Allah Azza wa Jalla, Allah will assist him in that one mm. But sometimes what happens, a lot of time what happens Especially in the West, these stages we skip them yeah. We just take a big jump, we leap To a further stage which we're not ready for mm. And then we end up making a lot more mistakes than doing things right mm. And that's why if we're not saying you have to uh, What do you call it? Uh, we're not saying do not call to Allah until you have become a scholar like Hamish Alion. No no, call to Allah but do it in the right way by fitting the necessary conditions and also consulting those who are more senior than you, Mm. those who are more experienced than you, those who are more knowledgeable than you, so that you learn from the mistakes they made, Mm. right? So that you don't make the same mistakes and you perhaps do a good job, inshaAllah ta'ala. Because just like we want to perfect every mm-hmm. other dunya matter, we have to perfect the mata, which is the yeah. deen of Allah, which is the most important thing that we possess.
0: SubhanAllah. No. There's some oh, yeah. good advice for the, the brothers and sisters back in the West. You yeah. know, and some advice. It's it, advice to myself. Yeah, before, some points, you know, we can think yeah. about and how to give dawah back home in the UK and yeah. the States and in, in Europe. You know, we can't, as Muslims, just be living there yeah. and, and and not share this religion. You of know, if, if we, you know, as, a, as the Prophet said, if, you know, want for your brother what you want for yourself, you know, want for humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you truly understood the, the reality of the hereafter, hellfire yeah. and jannah, you would want it for everybody. 100%. You know, 100%. So hopefully people can take some of these points and start their journey to inshallah. seeking knowledge, perfecting themselves, perfecting yeah. their yeah. manners yeah. and teaching what they know as well as calling to Islam, inshallah. inshallah. Sheikh, you want to be right to get you on and not not ask for some recitation, you know, because this is your forte. This is, uh, you know, mm. your, your your you know your area of expertise. And I can tell you, I'm not the best. <laughs> and, no, alhamdulillah. <laughs> and uh, you know, we would love to um, get some uh, verses from the Quran with, with, and some explanation now just to finish off, you know, something what people can benefit from. Okay, inshaAllah. <clears throat>
2: أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين قالوا ربنا الله ثم استقاموا ثم استقاموا تتنزد عليهم الملائكة تتنزد عليهم الملائكة ألا تخافوا ولا تحزنوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنتُمْ تُوْعَدُونَ نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ نُزُلًا مِّن غَفُورٍ رَّحِيمٍ وَمَن أَحْسَنُ قَوْلًا مِّمَّن دعاء prayed to Allah and said to Allah, He prayed to Allah and said, If I am a Muslim, فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةٌ كَأَنَّهُ وَلِيٌّ حَمِيمٌ وَمَا يُلْقَى هَاهُ إلَّا الَّذِينَ صَبَرُوا وَمَا يُلْقَى إلَّا ذُو حَظٍّ عَظِيمٍ وَإِنَّمَا يَغْغَنُّ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ نَزْغُ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ
0: فزاك الله, فزاك الله. Thank you for joining us on the podcast You're very the welcome
1: other. It's a pleasure and honor to be here JazakAllah Thank you for inviting me
0: JazakAllah And I hope we get you on in the future Inshallah Inshallah It'll be a pleasure Barakallah JazakAllah May Allah bless
2: you Innaka la tahdee man ahbabata Walakin Allah yahdee man yashaak Wahoo wa a'lamu bil muhtadee